I've got a joke for you. Okay, let's have it. Knock, knock. Who's that? Icon. Icon who? I can tell you another knock, knock joke. You want me to? Sure. Okay, knock, knock. Knock, knock. Who's there? I don't know why I said knock, knock. Who's there? But who's there? Jeez. Icon. Icon who? I can tell you another knock, knock joke. You want me to? Hello, welcome to a special edition of Hattrick. I'm Jordan Dyler coltman I'm joined by Braden Dyler coltman and we are without Elliot Tanti at this time as he is in Europe, which is why this is a special edition of Hattrick. Uh, we're calling this the NHL Icons edition. Uh, are you ready for this, Braden? More than ever. Do you even know what we're doing? Not really. Okay. Let me explain what we're going to do. This is a special episode. We're not following the normal format of three topics. Um, that we sort of dig into all together. We're going to try to do a couple of these special edition things. We used to do a sort of like fun little segment. We did it once at least. I shouldn't say we used to. We did it once. Uh, a fun little segment where we tried to debate the greatest hockey player of all time and we each picked someone and debated them and we were going to do it for other sports and just never got around to it. So maybe we'll do some of those as these kind of special editions. Um, this one's a little bit this one's a little bit different where we're going to dig into all 31 teams in the NHL really quickly. Um, we'll try to keep it nice and concise because I'm sure there'll be some debate. But basically what we're going to do is do a rundown of the 31 teams in the NHL. We're going to pick each team's most iconic player of all time. This isn't the best player or who had the most points or who's the most uh, notorious or whatever. But this is, um, or even like who played the most games. Um, this is strictly that one player that when you think of a team, you most... Uh, it's sort of the most iconic um, whomever of all time for that team. So who's the most iconic Maple Leaf and who's the most iconic Oiler and who's the most iconic, you know, um, Florida Panther of all time. Okay. Some of them, all I right. think, are pretty easy. Some of them are going to be a little bit trickier. But uh, but we're going to do a rundown. How do you think you're going to do here, Brian? You think you got a player for every team or there's some teams you just have no idea? Well, I have a question. Okay, go ahead. Franchises now is it strictly to the city where they played, or is it the franchise where in which the t- the the player was associated? You know, well, like Sasaki yeah, played yeah, for yeah. multiple teams. True, that's very true. So I think what we're going to try to do is stick with the thirty-one teams as they exist. I think the only okay. team that's in question is the Winnipeg Jets because do we want to consider or the, the Vegas Winnipeg... Golden Knights? Well, the Vegas Golden Knights is expansion, right? So they still exist. They still have a most iconic player. They just have less time for that player to have existed. But my point is with the Winnipeg Jets, do we want to go back in time and accept the old Winnipeg Jets and separate them from the Arizona Coyotes? Or do we consider that? Okay, so the most iconic Winnipeg Jet could be the modern era or the original uh, WHL into... Okay, all right. That's how we're going to do it. We all know the Atlanta Thrashers' best player. Our most iconic player was Elia Kovalchuk. Okay, that's fair. I would have gone with Danny Heatley. Ooh. Okay, that was a bonus I one. I about that guy. <laughs> yeah, there you go. See, this is what I think is going to happen. I think the whole NHL fan base forgot about that guy. Uh, they probably like to. Okay, here's what we're going to do to make this a little bit streamlined. We're going to break this down by um, division. So we're going to start out with the Atlantic division. We'll go by them alphabetically by division. And basically, I'm just going to say a team's name. And you're going to tell me who you think their most iconic player is. If we agree, perfect. Check. On to the next. If we don't, we got to dig in, okay? Let's start with Sounds Boston. Good. The Boston Bruins, one of the original six. Who is the most iconic Boston Bruin of all time? Bobby Orr, flying in Easy. the air. I don't even think it's a question. Yeah, there's statues okay. of him. That's fair. Let's go to the Buffalo Sabres. Who? Hmm. 
I'm going to have to go with Dominic Kashuk. See, and that's what I said too. A lot of people probably would have yeah. gone further back and could, could have gone with like Matt Barnaby. Yeah. <laughs> no, not Matt Barnaby. You're just thinking the opening credits of NHL uh, yeah. 99. Um, no, but you know, Pat LaFontaine. And anyway, I think mm-hmm. Dominic Kashuk is because I think like he sort of defined that that moment when the Buffalo Sabres were like the most relevant, you know, they made it to the Stanley Canals. If it weren't yep. for Brett Hall's toe, they'd be a champs, right? Okay. Yep. Dominic Kashuk, the dominator Buffalo, the Detroit Red Rings. This is like a no brainer. Ooh. Yeah. Well, they've had a lot of good Steve players. Eisenman gets a really, really close, you know, second, but Gordie Howe is, is yeah. undoubtedly number nine. Gordie Howe. That's easy. Okay. Here's an interesting one. Um, when I was thinking about it, this is the one I had a little bit more trouble with, not only because I have very little sort of reference, having never really cared about this team, um, but the mm-hmm. Florida Panthers. The Florida yeah. Panthers had sort tricky. of a 90s heyday. Um, right. And they, that was really their only sort of huge success. But, you know, they've had some interesting players go through. Still, though, when I think of the Florida Panthers... It's it's Bobby Lou. I only see Roberto Luongo. I agree. A lot of I think a lot of people probably would say Pavel Bure, but I think that falls into the category of like most prolific uh, scorer yeah. or something. He's also Yeah, that's true. But I Didn't think he it's... play for the Canucks. Or was that Valerie? Oh Bure? yeah, no no. Pavel played for the Canucks, yep. Ninety four. I think Roberto Luongo is who I would go with too. I think he, you know, he started his career there. He left and he he went home. He he sort of is like it's a little bit like Ryan Smith in Edmonton, which is definitely yeah. not who I'm picking for the Oilers. But there's an element of like you felt like that was a team his heart was always kind of with, and I think that's the yeah. same with Luongo, right? Totally. Okay, so we'll go with Roberto Luongo for Florida, and now we go to probably the most difficult team when it comes to like the number of caliber, high caliber Ooh. players, the Montreal Canadiens. I mean, there's like yeah. almost 10 decades, every single decade has an iconic player, if not like a handful of them. Um, Maybe because of that, we should have a separate show that just outlines the Canadiens, the most iconic players. Oh, we certainly know Grandpa Coltman would enjoy it. Um, I was going to say. He could be the third host. What? Uh, who for you though is the most iconic Canadian? Uh, oh, I just—it's the hockey sweater. It's—it's it's the rocket. It's Murray Sushant. I think it has to be. I mean, a lot of That's people probably would about. say like, like, Gila Fleur. Gila Fleur, or even like, like, uh, yeah, no, I, I just Mark think, Bergevin. No, it's definitely not Mark Bergevin. Like, definitely iconic. Yeah, no, but they've had so many of them, right? I mean, you could even say That's that, like, thing. like Ken Dryden's on that list, and and uh, mm, uh, totally. I don't know. I think Maurice Richard is the, is too, because like if you think of Mount Rushmore for the NHL, he's on it, isn't he? Just yeah. in terms of like oh, yeah. impact, right? And his career oh, wasn't sure. as long as you know. Okay, I'm going with yeah, but it was pivotal for I'm going with Maurice for, for, for Rocket Richard. Number nine, yep. Rocket Richard. Yep. Okay. Um, and I mean this with no disrespect to all of the Ottawa Senator fans who I'm sure flock to our podcast, but it's not like there's a very mm. deep list with the Ottawa Senators. And I think this one's a pretty no-brainer, too. Who's the most iconic Ottawa Senator of all time? Ah, like I'm trying to think a little bit further back than Eric Carlson, but it's Danny Heatley. Oh, no, Danny Alfredson. That's yes, got to be it. 100%. I think it has to be... Uh... Alfredson. For, forgive me, Ottawa Senators fans, for my. Did he play for Ottawa? He did play for Ottawa. At least you picked the right team. Yeah, for like a few years. Because there was like an Oiler deal that fell yeah, through. There was a, 
That's right. Yeah, that's right. Where did where, where was he coming from? Atlanta or at, I thought, was he in Anaheim? No, he wasn't in Anaheim. Then. No. Did he ever play in Anaheim? No. No, he played in Minnesota. Oh yeah, uh, right. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. Huh. Danny Heatley. Tampa Bay. What a guy. Tampa Bay's had some like had like one or two really like star-studded teams. But is there like a, yeah. is there a standout one guy who is like the face of that franchise? Well, there is currently. And he might be. He might be that guy. But it's funny because <laughs> we weren't allowed to name Steve Eiserman in the Detroit section. Like I want to be able to say Steve Eiserman. Obviously, he doesn't play for them, but he put you know that team together. Yeah, we're gonna go with players though, who actually put the jersey on. Okay. Like I want to go with Dave Andrzejczyk, but I think it's gonna have to be Steven Stamkos. Really? See, I would have gone with Vinny LeCavalier because he was there with them when oh, they won goodness. the Stanley Cup. You know what? You're right. It's so Vi- I I concede. It's Vinny Martin Saint Louis comes in a close second there. I don't know why I forgot but about. But you're right. Him. Stamkos he is right kind of up there left. too. He went to Philly and, and then... Stamkos could have left. Who's he could have pulled a John Tavares and left. He stayed. So Stamkos is for me is number two. I think it goes LeCavalier, yeah. Stamkos, Saint Louis. That's my. That's just my Saint opinion. Louis. And then maybe yeah. even like yeah. maybe even like Habi Bulan. Yeah, not so much for me. He ruined he ruined everything for me. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Okay, this is probably number two on the list of most difficult teams to dig into because obviously a very sort of uh, long lineage of, of iconic players. Not a huge right. amount of Stanley Cup winning success uh, recently, but certainly if you dig back enough, there's a few of them. Who is the most iconic Toronto Maple Leaf? This could have people Oof. debating. Like This could be its own show too, right? Because you could go decade by decade. And, there's so, and the other thing is, I mean... It's sort of the center of the hockey universe. So much attention is paid. So many players who probably on other teams wouldn't have been as iconic became iconic being there, right? Right. Like when I brought this up with Larice, the first person she th- she said was Ty Domi. And I said, there's no way Ty Domi's the no, most iconic. No. But it says something no. that a guy like Ty Domi could be that big a personality that's in that true. city. Well, that's that market. That's what I mean, That's right? crazy. They yeah. made him a star. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'm in between... Uh... Like Daryl Sittler or Matt Sundin. See, and that's interesting because I think Sundin's like three on that list, or even four. Yeah, I, he's like the modern. He's like know. the people born after nineteen like eighty five. Think about Matt Sundin as the face Gary of the, the Leafs. Yeah. No, see, I would go. Here's my two, and uh, Sittler. Sittler for me is like on this list too. So here's my three. I'll do it that way. Daryl Sittler, yeah. David Keon, okay. and Wendell Clark. Okay. Because Wendell Clark... Well, don't you see Wendell Clark with... Uh, wasn't he with Philly for a good time? No, you're thinking Bobby Clark. Yeah. Yeah, interesting. David Keon when did probably when... is like like the the like uh, intellectual pick considering sort of the impact. But I think Daryl Sittler kind of is still just the guy. Like you, you think of what the yeah. biggest sort of achievements are and that's a big one and it's he sits right there. I don't know. I mean, I'm probably not old enough to really appreciate like old Toronto Maple Leaf lore, nor have I ever really paid so enough attention. Guys like that. Yeah. See I think it's gotta be someone in like the sixty, seventy, eighty range, year wise. Right. The heyday of the right. NHL. What do we want to do? Daryl Sittler? What about what about Doug Gilmore? Could be Gilmore too. He could be on that list. He's probably four. Maybe he's four and and Sundin's five. That's a good point. 
Oh, I'm really losing points here in my uh, trivia with thinking guys were playing in places they weren't. Okay, here's the thing though. I think what we're gonna have to offer up here is if you've got some like if there's like a diehard Maple Leaf fan listening to this, and I apologize if there is, e. you need to tweet us or follow us on Instagram or Facebook and let us know who you think this would be. This should go. If this applies for everything, obviously. Please do that. And if you say John Tavares, <laughs> we're not. Or, we're not including. Or him. the little snot, um, the kid. <laughs> Neither of those two count. Barnard. No, not Martin. Oh, you're talking, I'm talking about Matthews. <laughs> um, and I'm sorry, but Curtis Joseph is not the most iconic Toronto Maple Leaf of all time. Nor no, he's higher up on the Oilers' most icons. Though. Yeah, maybe. Uh, okay, what do we want to do? Daryl Sittler, David Keon, or Wendell Clark? Which one do we want to go with? We got. I, I'm going to go with. Sittler. All right, I will. I will agree with that. I will go with Daryl Sittler as well. We did pretty well there for the Atlantic Division. We didn't have any like. But Ty Domi, <laughs> I didn't. I didn't tell you this either. If we do come to a place where we can't agree on one, we're going to decide it by a coin toss. And, and okay. I'm, I'm going to. No, I was going to flip the coin. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, let's go to the Metro Division. Or here, no. You know what? Just for right. fun, we'll go to the West. And we'll go back to the East. And we'll go to the to the West to finish. So let's go to the Central Division. And yep. uh, the Central Division is the little division in the new configuration of the NHL. It has one less team than the other three divisions because Vegas is in the Pacific now. Well, that doesn't make it little, you know. Just, <laughs> well, it's just you know a little bit smaller. It's just lacking. Okay. Yeah. All right. Let's go with. Uh, let's go to the Central Division, and we'll start with the Chicago. Uh, Blackhawks. That's a team that again has a pretty deep lineage, but has had sort of like two main sort of iconic team groupings, let's call it. You know, there's the there's the Bobby Hall, Stan Mikita era. There's the Jonathan Taves, Patrick Kane, Duncan Keith era. Um, I guess there's sort of an era in the middle, but I don't feel like the most iconic player comes out of that. Who for you is the most iconic Chicago Blackhawk? What about Tony Esposito? That, he, there you go. There's a good one. No, it's got to be... Uh... It's got to be Bobby Hall, I see. See, and I, I, it's such an old franchise. I know, and that's why I go with Stan Nikita. Well, there you go. Good for you. I'm going with Bobby Hall. Okay, so we can't. We're not. I think we're gonna have to flip a coin on this one. Well, Bobby Hall played longer. Yeah, but Stan Nikita was sort of like innovative and sort of changed the game in a different way. But was he the face of the franchise? Yeah, I think he was. I think it was a one-two punch Hall. in a different way. I think so. All right, well, want me to flip that coin? All right, let's go with the coin. I'll take heads. Okay. That was it. It fell. It was spinning a bit, and then it fell. And it's heads. Dang it. Stan Makita for the win. All right, if you don't agree with us, follow us on Twitter. Let us know what you think. Probably could be Bobby Hall. That's an easy one to debate because I think that, again, there's a lot of good players on that one. Okay, let, well, let's know. stay in the Central Division. We're going to go with Colorado. Colorado, and I, I guess you could. This is the one. This is Colorado. another team you could uh, go back to the Nordiques, but they didn't really have enough of like a of a like success in Quebec City to really count as having a player, I think, that would make this yeah. list. So we'll stick with the... This one's tricky Avalanche. with me. This one's it's tricky. Yeah. Because again, you had a team that won the Stanley Cup with some 
very iconic players. Like who? I have to... Well, Joe Sackick. The captain. And Patrick Forsberg. Peter Forsberg. Rather, Peter, my apologies. And Patrick Waugh, that's who I was right. thinking. Patrick Waugh, though. I mean, and then you've got Adam Foote, Ray Bork. Like, I know Ray Rob Bork Blake. only played a year there, but yeah, you had a heck of a team. Anyway, I'm going to have to go with Joe Sackick. All right, we may have to debate because he was too. Because he was the cornerstone. The reason I'm not going with Patrick was he didn't start there. Yeah, but I think once he got there, he sort of became like – I, I just feel like it was Patrick Waugh's team. He was the biggest star there. Like, Joe Sackett, the other thing, the challenge for Joe Sackett is he's kind of an Joe understated guy, right? from that organization. Yeah, I know that, but he's sort of a quieter guy. Patrick Waugh was just such a – he was like an <laughs> icon cares? of the time, too. I think he's just a bigger player. He was. Player. He totally was. Well, if you're going, if you're going for, forward and goaltending again, there, there's your two. All right, which one we want? You're going to go with Joe. I'll, you know what? I'll give you that one. I'll go with Joe Sackick. It's Joe. Burnaby Joe. Jumbo. Burnaby Joe, the most iconic Colorado avalanche of all time. All right, <clears throat> same sort of time period or, or generation as far as their most iconic players, I think, all come from in the Dallas Stars because the same like late 90s, early 2000s are their sort of mm. their – they won a Stanley Cup They you know with Ed Belford and – and Hitchcock and obviously we talked already about their their finals against Buffalo and Brett Hall obviously so who is the most iconic Dallas star of all time ah this is hard this is hard it's Brett Hall no ah it might be Mike it has to be Mike Medano if you're gonna go with Joe Sackick for Colorado it has to be Mike Medano oh but I love Mike Medano is the highest scoring American born player of all time, that's yeah. ahead of Brett Hall. He's I know. there. He wanted to go with Joe Sackick, saying he was an original from Colorado who what about played Martin in Turco. There were so many good players. Yeah, of course, oh. and Ed Belfort. Oh. That team had a good. But but for me, Mike Badano starts with them in Minnesota. He makes the move to Dallas. He wins them Stanley Cups as the mm-hmm. captain. He's the guy. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm gonna go with you on this. Don't worry, Brett Hall's gonna show up again later. Minnesota. That's true, but he's not gonna. And this isn't the North Stars. This is this is the Wild. The Minnesota Wild, you say? Mm-hmm. I think it's a pretty easy mm. one. But the sad thing is that in terms of like the caliber of the other players on this list, I don't feel he's in the same league, which says something unfortunately about the like quality of players that Minnesota's been able to have. He's a great player, but he's not a Hall of Famer. And most of the players we've listed so far are, if not Hall of Famers, very close. I mean, I don't know about Roberto Luongo. Are you but... thinking Marion Gabrick? No, actually, I wasn't thinking Marion Gabrick. Although that you could make an argument oh. for Marion Gabrick. Mm. Let me try to th- let me try to think if if I know who you're thinking of. Doesn't play anymore. No, still plays for them. I think. Actually, I could be uh, wrong. But I think he still plays for them. I'm going to Google that. Is right. it Miko Koivu? It is Miko Koivu. Miko Koivu had been there for uh, so yeah, long. He's know. like the face of that franchise. Yeah. Yeah. And this is a hard tricky. one again because it's not like they've had enough success to really have like a standout I mean, player. Well, they had Brent Burns, but they got rid of him, I guess, right around the time. Before he really became like... Turn in the corner. Yeah. Before the beard happened, yeah. Ooh, that's tricky. 
I still think it's Marion. Ah, it's hard. I want to go with Marion Gabrick, but I think I agree with you just in the sense that Mika Koivu's still there. I think he's moved on. Let's see here. Has he? No, he still plays for the Minnesota. No. Yeah, you're right. He still he's playing. the captain. Yeah, he's still playing there. Wow. And he's been there for how long? I mean, he's been there for a while. I don't know. When did he? When did he get drafted? Oh, he moved to he, he moved to play for the. He's played his entire career with Minnesota because he started in the AHL. He moved over from Finland, played for the AHL Houston Arrows, who were the farm team of the Wild. Moved up to the Wild. He's been there since uh, 04. Wow. There you go. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay, so I think that's it for me. It's Mika Koivu, but I think Marion Gra- Gabrick's yeah. a fair runner-up. I mean, he really, yeah, he really took off there. Mm-hmm. And then kind of fell apart later. Well, injury, yeah, age. He was a little guy, too, I think. I think Marion Gabrick's pretty little. Okay, so here's another uh, expansion team. One year before Minnesota and Co- Columbus came in, the first of the 2000-generation expansion teams, the Nashville Predators. Oof. Well, because they've also had an interesting history, right? So you got to kind of go back to who was there at the beginning. A lot of for a long time, I would argue it was David Leguan because he was like one of the original entry draft guys. He was there from the beginning, but that he just wasn't enough of an impact. And then they've had success with other players. Then it comes who I think is the front runner. Sorry, go ahead. Well, are you gonna? Do you want me to? No, you sh- you should say. Okay, I think it's no. You should okay. say. Okay, <laughs> so I have two guys. One of them comes in yeah. first, and he's no longer okay. there, and that's Shea Weber. Because for so long, yes. Shea Weber was Nashville. But Nashville's yeah, success now, and even for the last like five to six years, is credited to Pekarene. And I think Pekarene is almost surpassing Weber, and maybe in a couple years. He will. But P.K. Subban's chomping at that heel, too. Now, he's not there yet with that franchise, but I think one day he will be if he stays there long enough. But I still think it's Shea Weber because for, like, a decade, Shea Weber was the biggest attraction in Nashville. And, you know, he's winning hardest shot competitions at All-Star Games. He's a perennial sort of All-Star. He was recognized as one of the best defensemen in the league the whole time he was there. And he was the captain. He was the face of that team. Now, they never made it as far as they did after they got rid of him, to be fair. But again, it's a younger mm-hmm. franchise. It's a tougher selection. Anyway, that, that my vote would go to Shea Weber, but a close runner-up for me would be Pekka Rene. Yeah, and you know, it's funny because the first person I was thinking was Jason Arnett as well. He was there right at the beginning, that's true. Uh, right near the end of his career, though. Yeah. But no, I, I got to go with Shea Weber, man. It's Shea Weber. Yeah, I agree. It will always be Shea Weber. I agree. Okay, we go to the St. Louis Blues, a, tri- a historically underachieving hockey team, a team that is, for mm. as long as they've been in the league, is it's shocking they've never, not only never won a Stanley Cup, but never even really got close. You know who they have now, hey? Who? Patrick Maroon. They do have Patrick Maroon. And I think they, they, they re-signed David succeed. Perron, too, coming yep. out of Vegas. Yep. Yeah, they got they got a. They've just had a historical problem with goaltending, right? Jake Allen just hasn't worked. Before that, they had uh, what's his name, Uh, 
kid who went to, to he's been all over the league now too. Oh, bugger, I can see him, but I can't think of his name. Anyway, they've struggled. So St. Louis, this one's tricky. St. Louis, this I don't think it's as, as well. tricky as, as it looks, but I have two players. So you go first, and then yeah, I'll I tell do you too. who they are. Okay, so Brett Hall. Yeah, that's the obvious one. And, and uh, I mean, next to Wayne Gretzky, because he's going to be an icon anywhere he goes, uh, it's it's the booming shot of Al McInnes. Okay, so that's okay. So then we have three players, because Al McInnes, I think, is right there, too. Because Al McInnes was there longer than Hall and sort of defined yep. that team. Now, I would also argue, yep. though, that even though his success came later, Chris Pronger is also one of the most iconic St. Louis Blues. Well, yeah, but I don't know if it, that's where his... Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. I don't think he's the most iconic, okay. though. So if let's scratch him off. I'm okay with that. That's fair. Al McInnes and Brett Hall. I still think it's Brett Hall. Yeah, I'm going to have to go with you. I think McKinnon, like This is one of the closer ones. This is a photo finish for sure. But I think Brett Hall squeaks through just because, again, of the, like impact and iconic nature of Brett Hall there. And yeah, you know, he was Wayne Gretzky was there for what, like three quarters of a season. And it was, it was a big mess because he and Hall couldn't make it work. But Brett Hall, I think is, yeah, sure. He wins the Stanley cup later with Dallas, but you think of him first as a St. Louis blue, don't you? Mm, for sure. Okay. We're going to go with Brett Hall and uh, we'll go with the Winnipeg jets. Now we agreed at the beginning of this, that it would be, uh, both generations, so the or the original Jets, and uh, we'd let them that team die when they moved to Arizona. We'll talk about that as its own thing, and we'll include in this the new Jets, excluding whoever played for them in Atlanta, unless they came over all the way. Who is the most iconic Winnipeg Jet of all time? Like, probably Dale Howarchuk. That's mine, too. I agree with you. I don't think he is for very long. I think Patrick Laine and some of the young guys there will probably be better than him in a decade and, and, and sure. take that. But I agree. I don't think there's a more. And, like, you could say Timu Solani, but Timu Solani was there for such a yeah. short time. Yeah, that's true. I think it's Dale Howarchuk, too. Okay, we're going to. Okay, enough about Winnipeg. We'll agree on that one. Let's go back to the Metro uh, division. And uh, we'll run down some of these. Some of these, again, might be pretty easy, and some of them might be a little bit trickier. It was funny. The Atlantic, we, we kind of agreed on almost everything, except for Toronto. That was a bit of a trickier one. But that central division got messy. That's... But whoever agrees on Toronto. Yeah, fair enough. All right, let's go with to, to the Metro, and we're not including the Hartford Whalers in the, call, the Carolina conversation. Who is the most iconic Carolina hurricane of all time? Um, and you cannot say Eric Cam Stahl. Ward. <laughs> no, it's Eric. you think so? See, I would go further back, and I would argue or it's Ron, Ron Francis. Francis. That's who I would say. Yeah, I, I just forgot. I forgot. I forgot because he's in the front office. So I thought, yeah, no, he doesn't count. But I forgot how good he was. Rob Brindamore too. Yeah, but at Brindamore's best days were in Philly. He just finished in Carolina. Ah, okay. And I think just an yep, honorable mention sure. because we mentioned some other goaltenders. There's not a lot of goalies on this list, but the other goalie that I think needs credit just because he was iconic in his moment was uh, Artis Urbe and those bright white pads. Before that was like a thing in the NHL. Now every goalie wants to wear white pads. But mm-hmm. remember Artis Urbe and that 
Stanley Cup final Not trip against the Detroit Red Wings they had in like 2002 or something. No, he and Hashik were the only two. He and, and Osgood too, but they were the only three or four goalies with those old Cooper helmet masks too. Artis Urbe. Okay, Ron Francis. We agree on yep. most iconic Carolina Hurricane. All right, Columbus Blue Jackets. Ooh. I don't think it's a player that's there. I think you have to go back to Rick Nash. Yeah, I would agree with you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Rick Nash. Rick Nash. Sure. All right, this one I think is like maybe the easiest, one of the easiest, right up there with like Bobby Orr. This is the easiest one for me. The New Jersey Devils. You think this is easy, hey? Oh, it's so easy. Are you kidding me? Well, okay, well, let me run by some of my options here. Okay. Because Scott Stevens deserves an honorable mention. Okay. And so does Scott Niedermeyer. All right. But if you're thinking Martin Brodeur, yeah, I think you're right. Okay, Martin Brodeur it is. <laughs> <laughs> Scott Niedermeyer, though, is oh, yeah, a is great hockey team. There. Another like Colorado, yeah. like you got a bunch yeah. of Hall of Famers in there. You could easily make arguments for several of them if they were on other teams. They just happen to be playing in front of the one of the most generationally strong goalies mm-hmm. of the of the time. I can't believe we're putting Brodeur on this list and not Patrick Waugh, though. Um, the New York Islanders. This one's easy for me too, and it's yeah, not Jonathan Tavares. It's Mike Bossy. Um, the New York Rangers, I think, is easy too, and they've got a storied franchise. But I still think there's the most iconic Ranger, the first Rick person Richter. you think of. No, come on. Uh, the first person I think of was Mike Richter. Just really? for clarification, but um, I guarantee you, it's not easy? Mike Richter. Bru- and it's not Brian Leach. No, I guarantee you it's not Brian Leach. Uh, like Messier? Of course it's Mark Messier. Are you kidding me? The 94 Stanley Cup final. Like, that's Mark Messier's team, and I always, I think he will always be the most iconic Ranger. There you go. Philadelphia. I think you already said this guy's name earlier. You just thought his first name was Wendell. Yeah. Yeah, so Wendell Clark. <laughs> <laughs> Bobby Clark, for sure. You know that Bobby Clark, Wayne Gretzky said that one of the reasons he started playing behind the net was because growing up watching Bobby Clark, who was an undersized player, he recognized that Bobby would go behind the net to gain more space because he was always getting beat up around the front. And Wayne sort of patented that after, made it much more efficient than Clark. But he always credited Clark for that. So there's a little piece of trivia on the side. Pittsburgh. eh? Pittsburgh's an interesting one because we've talked a couple times about teams that have like a younger generation that's sort of catching up to some of their stars. And I think one of the challenges to Mario Lemieux is the fact that his career was sort of like abruptly halted with his cancer. And then, of course, he came back, but he wasn't the same player when he came back. But he was so prolific when he first was there that he's he's sort of the obvious pick. But I think there's an argument to be made that Sidney Crosby's right there neck and neck with him. Yeah. You know, Sidney Crosby's won more Stanley Cups than him. You know, the team's Mm -hmm. sort of identity is just as wrapped around those two players. But for you, who is it? Lemieux or Crosby for the Pittsburgh Penguins? Uh, it's Lemieux. Yeah. I think yeah. it's still Lemieux. I think Crosby, like, this might be the, the closest, like, 1A and 1B in the league. Yeah. I yeah. think this is right there. And, I mean, look, it's it's impressive when you think of it. It's Mario Lemieux, it's Sidney Crosby, and then it's Yarmir Yager, who's the second sure. all-time NHL scorer. Like, that's the team's had some stars. Not to Not to walk backwards on our conversation here, 
But to walk backwards on our conversation, who did we say for Philly? Bobby Clark. Mm. Yeah, who I still agree. I, I, I was just, I was just reminded of Eric Lindros. But yeah, but but Lindros didn't do anything. Like Bobby Clark and <laughs> Philly were like really dominant. Eric Lindros was just sort of like dominant on his own. I again, I think that one goes back to what team are we talking about? There's a team we, we mentioned that's like it depends when you were born that you identified the team a certain way. Like that was it was Matt Sunday yeah. for the Leafs. Yeah. I think that's the same thing with Eric Lindros. Anyone that's born right. after like '85, Eric Lindros is the is the Philadelphia Flyers. Sounds good. I think All it's right. Bobby Clark. All right, this one's easy too. I think Washington Capitals. Yeah, the great Peter Bondra, right? Peter Bondra? No, not Peter Bondra. <laughs> or Olaf Kolzig. Olaf Kolzig was number two on my list of potentials. That's a good one too. No, no it's, it's got to be Ovechkin. And a shout out to or hats off to Alex Ovechkin. He won the Male Athlete of the Year at the ESPYS last night. He also won the award for longest hangover in an NHL season. He'll be getting next year. Yeah. Okay, we come down to the final division in our list. We have eight teams left. They're in the Pacific Division, and they begin with the Anaheim Ducks, or if you prefer a slightly older vintage, the Anaheim Wax. Mighty Ducks. Oh. And I think uh, my player is from that ilk. You could make an argument for Getzlav in the modern generation. I don't think you can quite make an argument for J.S. Shiger, although he might be on the list of like top five most iconics just because he mm. won the Con Smythe on a losing team in one of the most iconic playoff runs. But I think there's two guys who really have to be debated here, and they're from the older generation. Same generation as J.S. Shiger, but older than the modern generation. And for me, that's yeah. I think Paul, it's Paul Korea. Korea and Timu Salani. Yeah. I yeah. personally would vote Solani by just an, a little bit because I think, again, it comes down to that that argument of, like, he was a slightly more, I don't know, like, like vibrant character and became a little bit more of, like, the, the, the brand identity than Paul Korea, who's a little more understated but no less skilled. Well, that's because he, he got his brain knocked out of his head. Yeah, but even before that, he was always the he quieter a, guy. Yeah, but he was he – wasn't, I think he was a better leader. I think he was a, a much stronger captain. He led by example. His skill was off the charts. Yeah, but Timo Solani is like first ballot Hall of Famer. It so took a few Korea, years for he? Paul Korea. Okay, two years. Isn't Timo ready for the Hall now? Why hasn't he been selected? They did. They went in together. All right. Uh, what else can I before. think they of? They went in together. <laughs> they went in together. God You're damn right. Damn it. All right. What do you think? I think you're gonna it's gonna go Paul with Korea. Paul Korea or team? Okay, you're going to have to flip a coin. I don't think you can convince me it's Paul. All right, Korea. I flipped the last one and it's your turn. Oh, I'm flipping? Okay. All right, here it goes. That was a big coin. Oh, wait, we didn't pick it. Shit. <laughs> you got to pick heads or tails there. I'll flip it right. again. All right. Heads for Paul Korea's head. All right, here we go. Uh oh, I don't whoa whoa. I didn't even look at this before. This is terrible. I can't believe I have this loony in my pocket. This is a Toronto Maple Leafs commemorative loony. I'll put a why? picture of it up on Twitter. I don't know why. Why would the mint do that? I guess why because you have that. Did they start in nineteen seventeen? I don't know. Two thousand seventeen. Anyway, it was so. Tails. What did you pick? 
I picked heads. Oh, shoot. It's Team Mussolini. All right. That's a good one, though. That, like, that, the, the, again, just like, just like Pittsburgh, that's like a 1A and 1B. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. My hat is off to the Anaheim Ducks, the mighty Anaheim Ducks, for bringing back their old school retro jerseys for their third jerseys next year. That's going to be really cool to see. Yeah, so did the Arizona Coyotes, who are up next. Did you see that? Also looking forward to that. Okay. Arizona, or if you prefer, the Phoenix Coyotes. We're not going to go back as far as Winnipeg, but the Coyotes of the desert. Who do you have? I think it's Shane Doan. I agree. I don't think there's a question there, to be honest. I mean, maybe Sean Burke, but I think it's Shane Doan. Keith Kachuk. (laughs) He was bigger in St. Louis, I guess, wasn't he? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's interesting we never brought him up in St. Louis. We'll go with Shane Doan. Okay, Calgary. Now, here's an interesting team, too, because there's a couple generations, too, but, like, I I, are, I think they're still the most iconic flame. For me, it's 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 very easy, but let's see what you say for well, the Calgary Flames. I, I think the most iconic is Lanny McDonald. But his but career th- there was so short. It's just perfect because they won a cup. Well, and that's what made him an icon there, right? That's true. That's true. Jerome McGinley never won a cup. True. So that's my argument, but I am a big McGinley fan, so I'm going to have to go with Jerome McGinley. All right. I'm going to go with Jerome McGinley, too. All right. I like that. That's, um, that's, that's good we agreed, because... I couldn't spare any more breath talking about the Flames. <laughs> I don't even know who else would be on that list, to be completely honest. Maybe you yeah, can make nobody. an argument for Theo Fleury, but Yeah, not that's really. true. I liked that guy. He was cool. Okay. The Edmonton Oilers. What? You going straight to the Oilers? Do you want me to come back to them? I feel like wow. it's a pretty easy no-brainer. I'm going alphabetically here. <laughs> All right. So there's a great, the great one. The great one. Let's just yeah. get over with it, I guess. That's a funny one too, right? Because this is a team that if it didn't have that one player, the debate would be so much harder because they have like five other Hall of Famers and all these other iconic players. We talked about Ryan Smith at one point. You could be making an argument even though he never won. He's sort of like integral to the franchise. Obviously the kid coming up, but I think it's a no-brainer. It is a no-brainer. It's not even a question mark for Wayne Gretzky. But then Here's like Connor McDavid has to be number two, right? Not yet, though. I don't think I he know, is. I know, but I think he is. No, I think Grant Fuhrer or Mark Messier is number two right now. Right now, today. Right now. Mm. It's going to be close. It's going to be yeah. really, really soon that that changes. That's the hope. All right, Tomorrow. here's where I think there is an interesting argument that involves Mr. Wayne Gretzky, and that's the Los Angeles Kings. For me, mm. Wayne Gretzky is also the Los Angeles Kings' most iconic player. Tell me I'm wrong. Well, it uh, that's hard. Only because they don't have a plethora of other like inc- incredible talent over the years. Right. I don't think. You mean yeah. you could put Luke Robitaille on the list? Well, that's what I'm thinking of right now. Uh, but the, you could put Marcel Dion on the list. Yeah, it's still so hard to be able to compare that to Gretzky, even though Gretzky was only there for you know a few years. But he did take them years. almost all the way back to the cup. Or he did take him to the cup. They lost to Montreal. He was iconic while he was there. He defined hockey in California, changed the NHL. You could argue he's still right. Like he is at the peak of his majesty while he's there. 
right? Yeah. I mean, it's like saying, who's the most iconic Cleveland Cavalier? Well, it's LeBron James. In the same breath, I can say, who's the most iconic Miami Heat player? And you have a very hard time arguing it's not Dwayne Wade, yeah. but LeBron's right there. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's hard. I think you're right, though. Like, just in terms of the other competition in that category, Luke Robitaille is definitely uh, up there as well. For but me, yeah. he's number two. Marcel Dion's number three. Wayne Gretzky's easily number one. Yeah. And, of course, he'd be on two teams, and that iconic. So let's go. Right, right. Okay, let's go up state of L.A. to the San Jose Sharks. Hmm. And I, I don't know. For me, there's only one player I think of. I know. Al- but... Although I would really love mm. to be able to write down Evgeny Nabokov because it's a fun name. <laughs> but I really... For? Did he play for San Jose? Yeah. Briefly? Like, um, yeah. I mean, it's either Patrick Marlowe or Joe Thornton for me. Yeah, I think it's Patrick Marlowe. Really? Yeah. Over Thornton? Yeah, only because... A lot of the same principles that we talked about. Like, Joe Thornton had a bit of a career in Boston before. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I think it's... I'm going to I'm gonna stand pat with Patrick Marlowe. Okay. I'll give you that one. Yeah. I don't know. But I just, Devin I... Sataguchi's really close, too. <laughs> or Jonathan Chichu. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Here's an interesting one. The Vancouver Canucks. Most iconic player. You have a list. Here's the list as far as I see it. We'll go backwards in time. I I think it's it's Trevor Linden, Pavel Bure, Marcus Nasland, or the Sedins. And I do say them as one thing because it's not one or the other. They're a package, and they probably have a slight edge. But I think. You have to sort of accept Marcus Naslund's like he's in the five, but he's not on the top of it. Trevor I, Linden and yeah. and Pavel Bure take them to the Stanley Cup Finals in the nineties. The Sedins take them to the Stanley Cup Finals in the two thousands. Neither team wins. Do you hear that, Vancouver? You've never won a Stanley Cup. Just wanted to make sure that was clear. They lost to Boston, didn't they? A few years ago. I think ago. it was Boston, yeah, in Game 7. Yeah. They just couldn't couldn't pull it out. Yeah. They had a 2-0 lead in the series, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not yeah, that we should be talking lost. about Game 7s, Braden. Too soon? So, I love Marcus Nasland. <laughs> 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 like, I love him. He's one of the best players I've ever watched play hockey. I just love how he played. And he had a great flow. But I think I think it's the Sedins. I agree. I think it has to be the Sedins. And I mean, like, shout out to Pavel Bure. It was just too short a time period. And yeah. I think the Trevor it, Linden's like Trevor Linden's like the Mark the Mark Messier behind Gretzky with the Oilers. Like he's right there too because he's sort of like one generation's most iconic player. But the Sedins, when you actually consider the fact that they, you have to take them as a package are yeah. just it's overwhelming right it's the coolest one of well, the coolest stories and that's what i was just going to say the story and when you think of a vancouver you're going to think about those that story for a very long time 
Yeah, I think it defines the. I, def, I think it defines the franchise. And when we finally get into, um, uh, you know, like player personnel and and uh, sorry, what am I trying to say? The uh, the head office, the top, you know, the most iconic head office uh, yeah. figures. Uh, Brian Burke cemented his icon legacy status right there yeah for that sure. right there yeah i agree okay it was really hard for me to get out just there i don't know that's okay you did that. very well all right here Thank here's you. a here's a challenging one and this is only because it's got the smallest sample size mm. the las vegas golden knights Oof. like the icon of the future or the icon of the past <laughs> <laughs> well i mean maybe he's the same person um, so but I obviously, disagree. Like, I think there's an icon that came in with the team, and yep. I think there's a new icon heading forward. All right, let's hear it. So Marc-Andre Fleury was set to be the icon for the Vegas Golden Knights, and now no disrespect because he probably is and will continue to be an icon for the Golden Knights moving forward, but William Carlson is the icon and one of the best young you know, up-and-comers in the NHL moving forward. He will be an NHL yeah, but, superstar. With but, the like, Jones. face of the franchise icon status. It's still will Mark be William Carlson will be. forward. Will be. Will That's be. That's what I'm saying. But, That's what I'm okay, saying. Okay, but today, today. It's Marc-Andre Fleury. Yeah. Okay, we go with who it is today. That's fair. Just as perhaps, perhaps, the future icon of the Winnipeg Jets is Patrick Liney, the future icon of the Edmonton Oilers is Connor McDavid, the future icon of blah 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 blah. It goes down the list. There you go, there we you did go. it. 31 teams. That was pretty good. Let's just run down Oof. it real quick. So we have exhausting. this reorganized. And we're going to post uh, our picks. They'll be on Instagram on the Hattrick uh, Instagram, so follow us there. Um, subscribe Oof. if you haven't already subscribed. This is a new... Uh, like stream i've only had a couple episodes up here so if you previously subscribed and you clicked on this link somewhere else subscribe so that you're up to date we're gonna have another episode coming out right away uh we'll talk about the raptors off season the and the nba's off oh season my general, gosh can we get that off my chest now no no we gotta we'll save it we'll save it <sighs> and uh I'm and we'll talk you. about the nhl off season and we'll talk about uh, some other third topic yet to be determined. Okay, so really quickly, running down the list of our teams. Boston Bruins, Bobby Orr. Buffalo Sabres, Dominic Hasek. The Detroit Red Wings, Mr. Hockey, Gordie Howe. The Florida Panthers, number one, Roberto Luongo. Montreal, we went with the Rocket Richard. Maurice Rocket Richard, Ottawa and the Senators, Daniel Alfredson, Tampa Bay and the Lightning, Vincent LeCavalier, Toronto, this is the one we struggled a little bit with, Daryl Sittler, the, we went to the Central Division next, we said Chicago by coin flip, went to Stan Makita, the Colorado Avalanche, uh, Braden convinced me to relinquish Patrick Waugh and accept Joe Sackick as the all-time Colorado Avalanche. The Ooh, Dallas whoop. Stars, Mike Madano. The Minnesota Wild, we went with uh, not Saku, uh, Miku Koivu. Um, the Nashville Predators, we went with Shea Weber and his Howlitzer from the point. St. Louis, we didn't go with the Howlitzer from the point. The original hardest shot, Al McInnes, we went instead with 
uh, the Golden Jet Brett Hall. No, he couldn't be the Golden Jet. He's the Golden Brett. His dad was the Golden Jet. Because the Jets didn't have Brett Hall, but the Jets did have Dale Howarchuk, who wins for Winnipeg. Metro Division. that was smooth. Carolina. We went with Ron Francis. Uh, Shout out to Eric Stahl with close runner-up. But Ron Francis for Carolina. Rick Nash for Columbus and the Blue Jackets. The New Jersey Devils and the goalie of a generation, Martin Broder. The New York Islanders and the guy who Wayne and the Oilers eventually would have to overcome to become champions, Mike Bossy and his dynasty of the early or the late 70s. The New York Rangers, we went with the captain, Mark Messier. Uh, Philadelphia, we, we, we went with the toothless wonder, Bobby Clark. Pittsburgh was tight too because we caught we argued Crosby and Lemieux were close, but Super Mario wins it out for Pittsburgh. And Washington, the great eight. Alex Ovechkin, the Pacific Division, and the Anaheim Mighty Ducks. And I say that because Timu Solani never played for the Anaheim Ducks. Or maybe he did, actually. He was there for so long. Uh, The the Arizona Coyotes, he played with them when they were Phoenix. He even played with them technically when they were back in Winnipeg. That was Shane Doan. Calgary, we went with Jerome McGinley. Do you think Jerome McGinley retires this year officially, considering he never played last year? If he ever comes out of a hole... Yeah, because the day he does, they're going to retire his jersey in Calgary. Oh, for uh, sure. The Edmonton Oilers, we went with the great one, and we went with the great one a second time for the Los Angeles Kings. So Wayne Gretzky goes two for two. Uh, San Jose, we went with Patrick Marlowe by coin flip. Or maybe I conceded that one. We went with coin flip for Solani. So shout out to Paul Correa. Uh, Vancouver gets an asterisk and technically they get two players because it's the Sedine twins and the Vegas golden Knights after their Cinderella storied first year, Mark Andre Fleury. We also, we went with the bonus question for the Atlanta thrashers. Did we agree it was Danny Heatley or Ilya Kovalchuk? I still think it's Kovalchuk, but uh, Heatley was pretty good back then. All right. Well, that one doesn't really matter because the team never survived because the fans never showed up. Okay, there you have it. Those are the NHL icons. The iconic player for every single NHL team. We will post the results on Instagram. Thank you for joining us. Braden, as always, it was it was a pleasure. Yes, it was. What fun. We'll do it again uh, soon. Jolly good time. Patrick is presented by the Ordinary Podcasting Network. It's produced by Jordan Dowler-Coltman with the assistance and support of Braden Dowler-Coltman and Elliot Tanti. Associate producer, Larice Campbell. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook to stay up to date and to know when the next episode's coming. You can also subscribe on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts.